Hello, hey, good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world right now. This is Everest Wang of the Raw Entrepreneur. I have like my favorite, favorite, like small businesswoman, minority owner um, from my home um, in Asia, Southeast Asia, uh, the Filipinas, like beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous ladies, you know, um, from Coco Therapy. And I am just so excited and nervous, as you can see, just introducing them because I've not spoken to them for, I think, over a year now. Wow. Um, Has it been a year? Wow. I think so. I think so. But this is this is the co-founders and twin sisters, Carissa Antigua and Kamina O'Connor. And they are basically... They founded um, Coco Therapy, which is a what three three generations uh, farm that they have in the Philippines. Now, I I'm not good at telling their story, so I'm just going to hand it over to them to share uh, share their story because they are beautiful ladies, and the reason why they started Coco Therapy was their love for their animals. Okay. Right. Well, thank you, Amos. Thanks for having us. We're yep. so excited thank to be you. here. And thanks, everyone, for joining in. But as Amos said, we've been making coconut oil in our family farm and facility in the Philippines for three generations. Uh, my grandmother started it. So we've been doing this for about over 80 years now. But Cocoa Therapy was actually founded in 2009 because of our little Yorkie named Violet. She was our Yorkie and she had a lot of allergies. When mm -hmm. we first got her, she wasn't even one year old and she would be scratching herself and chewing herself raw. And we didn't know what to do. Yeah. Really. And, and for those of you who have had animals with allergies, you know, it's heartbreaking and you don't know what to do and you take them to the vet. And the first thing they want to do is suppress an immune system and they'll give them steroids like prednisone. And some of you may have experienced that already. So Violet was um, less than a year old. And the, the last thing I wanted to do was start her on prednisone. I mean, we did in the beginning to calm down her immune system. But what we noticed is every time he started to taper back on the prednisone, the itching would come back. So we thought, what do we do, right? Yeah, it would, it would just, it was a roller coaster. It never completely went away and she couldn't keep going back on steroids. Right. So then, then we heard about Dr. Karen Becker she is, mm -hmm. as you know, very well-known vet, and she was an integrative holistic veterinarian. And this is the first time we really opened our eyes to see the other world of, you know, non-conventional medicine. Mm -hmm. And we went to visit her and she had this whole different protocol. And one thing that really struck us, she said, an, uh, allergies is an uh, overactive, overactive immune, immune system. system. And um, one way that you can help, obviously, aside from cleaning up her diet and checking out her environmental um, allergens, is to give her uh, lauric acid, which helps regulate your immune system. And she recommended virgin coconut oil, adding virgin coconut oil to her diet. And at that time, you know, Chris and I were like light bulb moment because we knew about coconut oil. We knew about its health benefits. We've been using it on ourselves a lot. We gave it to all our animals growing up in our farm and in the Philippines, but we never made that link. Yeah. It's one of those things you kind of um, take for granted, yes, you exactly. know, you know about it and it just didn't click. You're like, yeah. let me go straight to the vet and get conventional medicine. 
Yeah. So long story short, we got her started in our coconut oil that we brought from the Philippines. Yeah. Um, because for us, it was very particular. We're very particular about taste and quality. So we would bring it ourselves, gave it to Violet. We were able to wean her off the prednisone and, yeah. and that was it. We never yeah. turned back. So yeah. that was when we knew that there was something about coconut oil. Now, yeah. what made the journey even um, more interesting for cocoa therapy is the fact that when we ran out of our own, we went to the grocery store to buy a cooking grade coconut oil. So while it did help her because there was medium chain fats in there, it, there was something different where she was still a little itchy. She was still a little red. So we knew there was a difference. So that opened our eyes to it. We went back to our family and said, what's the difference and what can we do? That's when we started to learn more about coconut oil than we did before. And it was just different levels yeah. and quality and how it's made. Right. So that's basically how cocoa therapy started. We started, we wanted to give it to other people and tell people about it with um, their, their pets with allergies. Um, Dr. Karen Becker long ago was almost 20 years ago. She was so wonderful. Um, she watched her business grow and she carried our oil in her clinic then when she used to practice in Illinois. So it's just been a yeah. wonderful journey yeah. of um, just learning and sharing. So yeah. that's how we started. Yeah, she's been very supportive of mm -hmm. us too, mm -hmm. which really helped a lot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's our basic story. And here, you know, mm -hmm. that was in 2009. Yeah. And, and I'll have to say, the thing about starting cocoa therapy and coconut oil for pets, I'll never forget the first trade show we went to a trade show where pet um, stores would go there and buy coconut oil. This is when we first or started. buy supplements. Buy supplements. Food. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, right. So I remember we had these white bottles of coconut oil and, and pet stores and people say, what is that? So this is in 2009 where it wasn't widely given to pets. So we started this journey of educating people about coconut oil, what it is. You know, at first they're like, is that lard? oh my gosh, it's a saturated fat. It's, it can't be good for our animals because we all hear it as humans, saturated fat is bad for you, right? It's going to stay away from saturated fat. It's going to cause a heart attack. Um, so it, it became, became a really long journey of educating people what coconut oil was. And then that's when we started to see a lot of the myths and misconceptions about coconut oil. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think one of the things people are afraid of is they don't understand coconut oil very well. They don't know what it is. And they just know a lot of things that, oh, it'll cause, um, it's not good for pancreatitis, et cetera. So we thought maybe today we'd talk a little bit about the myths about coconut oil. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I think so. It, yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the number one myth that we hear a lot is because coconut oil is a fat and a lot of people are afraid of fat that it causes pancreatitis in animals. So that is the number one misconception that we hear. But what people don't know is, yes, animals with pancreatitis and people as well, they need to be on a low-fat diet. However, animals and people can't live and thrive on a low-fat diet, especially animals. Animals are actually designed to consume saturated fats. They're just more, bi that's a biologically appropriate food for for animals is saturated mm -hmm. a, a mm -hmm. food high in saturated fats mm -hmm. but i i agree if, if you have an inflamed pancreatitis uh, pancreas pancreatitis then yes it would be harder for an animal with a lipid disorder to to uh break down fat yeah, and metabolize, me metabolize fat yeah. but the reason what makes uh, coconut oil so unique is coconut oil doesn't need uh, biliary enzymes or pancreatic enzymes to be digested or metabolized in the body it actually gets metabolized 
directly in the liver and converted to ketones. So this is what makes coconut oil an extremely beneficial fat for animals with pancreatitis. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, I had a cat who just recently passed away a few months ago. He was almost 20 years old and he had pancreatitis since he was 15. It it's like an idiopathic the, pancreatitis where they didn't know what it was. Yeah. It, sometimes it happens with cats. Definitely. It was chronic, not acute. So it just happened over his lifetime as he got older. And I could not give him fish oil. I He had to be on a, I had to watch his fat content, but the only way I could, and being an older cat, I mean, he had a tendency to lose weight and he needed a high energy, mm -hmm. calorically dense food. And I needed to give him that extra fat. And the only fat that would help sustain him and help him thrive is our, our virgin coconut oil. And he had pancreatitis. We had the blood work done, you know, every six weeks and he did great on it. So that is just, you know. Yeah. So it does. So animals with pancreatitis, we get this question often. Yes, they can take coconut oil. So that's yeah. probably number one myth. Yeah. Or they're, they're really afraid. And if you talk to um, integrative vets, that is the oil they recommend for uh, animals with pancreatitis. Right, right. I think another um, misconception we hear a lot about is, does it cause fatty liver disease in animals, especially cats? Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. people think it causes fatty liver disease in cats, but uh, would you like to answer that one? Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> So fatty liver disease is when the liver becomes fat, fatty, and it typically happens in a cat that's slightly overweight and they get sick for some reason and they stop eating. So they somewhat go on a fast and they lose weight very quickly. And when that happens, the body needs to um, rely on its fat reserves. So you have a fat cat, stops eating, and the body's saying, I need energy. So it goes to the fatty reserves in the body, in the body right? Now, then the cat loses weight very quickly. And unfortunately, these, the fat, the liver, these fat reserves in your body needs bile acid. It needs lipase to break it down. And so it, it gets flooded to the liver and then the liver can't process it. And then the liver becomes fatty. So it's, it's a, more of a complex metabolic. Um, metabolic process to get fatty liver disease. So you don't just give coconut oil and bang, they get fatty liver yeah, disease. Fatty. Right. In fact, I had a cat. I don't know why it's always cats today. We, I mean, I'm sure we have dog owners out there. Um, his name was Montecore. He was about 20 pounds in his prime. He was a rag doll. So he was really big, right? Towards the end of his life, um, he started to lose weight very quickly. So that scared me because in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, I have a 20 pound cat, probably slightly overweight, but he was big and he's losing weight quickly. I'm like, shoot, I don't want this cat to have fatty liver disease. And he didn't want to eat. Long story short, he had lung cancer, but that's a whole different story. But he didn't want to eat. So what I did was I would give him coconut oil. He would lick it. And it literally, he did not get fatty liver disease. It gave him the energy he needed because it was very easily metabolized. And frankly, I think that helped him. It helped him survive the last few months, a quality few months, because he did have energy. And so I was not afraid of him getting fatty liver disease, having coconut yeah. oil, right? Yeah. So that's another um, yeah, misconception. Yeah. Yeah. What's another one? Um, I think another misconception is that animals um, and people actually, they, coconut oil actually causes, um, uh, what's high that? Cholesterol? High cholesterol or, or, or it's a high cholesterol food and it's bad. It, it's bad for your heart. In fact, there was a Harvard um, PhD. I don't know what her PhD was, who actually said that coconut oil is bad for you because it causes heart disease and it clogs your arteries, mm -hmm. which 
that is a complete misconception. And I, I think a lot of your followers being holistically minded and understanding food are probably know that this is not true mm -hmm. for both animals and people. Um, so that's another huge misconception though, because they say coconut oil is a saturated fat. And back to you know the very beginning, there's actually two kinds of saturated fats that people don't know. So there's long chain saturated fats and medium chain saturated fats. Long chain fats are um, animal fats, meaning like butter, beef, you know, fat, chicken, fat. chicken fat, that type of, those are long chain saturated fats. Coconut oil is a medium chain uh, saturated fats and saturated fats are actually categorized by the number of carbon atoms in their molecule, right? So anything with 14 carbon atoms and less is considered a medium chain fat. Now well, 12 really, yeah, 12, I would say 12 yeah, carbon 12, atoms yeah, or less is yeah, medium chain. Yeah, you're right. It and is 14 12. and greater is a long chain, long chain fat. fat. Now, the reason why this is really important is because uh, long-chain fatty acids, when they get digested, they need pancreatic lipase. They actually need chylomicrons to transport the fat from the digestive system into the blood. And that is a type of fat that can clog your arteries and it can uh, go into your adipose fat tissue. So that's the kind of saturated fat that doctors are warning about. Now for animals, medium chain fats, meanwhile, like I said before, doesn't need, it, it uh, doesn't get transported by chylomicrons. It actually gets delivered to the liver through the portal, portal vein and it gets converted to ketones. So it will not clog your arteries. It won't give you heart disease in the way that long chain fats actually get mm -hmm. um, metabolized. So that's another um, huge misconception. But just so that you know, um, Animals, animals are totally different from humans. They can yeah. actually tolerate a lot of saturated fat as long as the fat is not rancid, it's not oxidized, which is why we are uh, proponents of raw, raw feeding. feedings, especially with, when it comes to fat. If you give your animal uh, cooked fat, it's oxidized or rancid, that can be a cause of, of um, um, pancreatitis actually. So you always hear people, you know, after Thanksgiving or they give their animals like, turkey, you know, drippings from the pan. Yeah. Or and something. Um, you know, they give them like, and they, and all of a sudden, because you'll hear conventional veterinarians say after Thanksgiving, they have a whole increase of emergency cases, but animals coming in with an acute, acute pancreatitis. Yeah. And it's because their animals gave them turkey or, you know, from their turkey dinner. But, and so people are so afraid of fat because of that. But what they don't realize is the fat that they've given them is actually cooked and oxidized fat that can cause pancreatitis. Mm -hmm. um, so that's a, that's a whole different thing, but raw fat actually is actually very safe for mm -hmm. animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If we actually, there's been so many studies that they let a bunch of wild dogs or some dogs oh, yeah. go and who was the, the, uh, um, it was a Dr. Person. Mark Morris. I don't know if you've heard of him. Right. That so was he, him. He, he, he did a study where he let animals just like free Eat, forage forage and the food and what he saw was they went straight to the fattiest part of the animal yeah so he did this study with wild wolves mm -hmm. and domesticated mm -hmm. dogs so he he had um he had all kinds of protein fats vegetables out and allowed them to forage and what he found was the dogs and the domesticated dogs and the wide wild wolves would go in and gorge themselves first with fat and then when they had their fill with fat they actually ate protein next 
And then after protein, then they would obviously eat some of the, um, the fiber, the fibers and the, and the carbs. Now he was the, the, um, the person that started the biologically appropriate food for dogs. He started a whole, um, Raw yeah, food. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not necessarily raw, but biologically appropriate food. Yeah. So he was the one that that did that. So it's a very fascinating study. You can actually look yeah. at. But if, keep in mind, this is these are raw fats. Yeah. So if human beings ate as much fats as our animals did, our blood would turn to sludge. It's long chain fats we're talking yeah. about. You know, our blood yeah. could not handle it. But animals were built to do that. So I think there's a disconnect when people humanize their animals so much their dogs and their cats, we hear our doctors telling us easy on the saturated fat, you know, don't eat all that beef and steak, et cetera. So you're, they trans, then transfer it to their animals. So they're afraid of the saturated fats for the animals when A, first of all, they're not, we're not, you know, giving them that much. And usually, well, we recommend raw and B, coconut oil is metabolized very differently from long chain fats. Right, right. So that's another Um, misconception. What else? Oh, another misconception <laughs> that we hear is that coconut oil, specifically because of the lauric acid, causes um, metabolic endotoxemia or leaky gut in dogs. That's another misconception. And this is actually quite complex, but crazy. Maybe if you can um, say it in a... Yeah, well, okay. Uh, coconut oil we know is antibacterial. So it's been proven to kill um, like gram-negative bacteria. And the reason why... It's good. Okay. Just think, just to step back, did you know mother's milk is made out of um, medium chain fats? They call mother's milk kind of capra milk. So, you know, when babies, when babies uh, drink, oh gosh, sorry, we have two dogs here and they kind of like scuffled over a bone. (laughs) I'm like, oh my goodness. That was like, no, come here. come here. But yeah, Yeah. um, mother's milk is very high in lauric acid, very high in saturated fats. So if that were true, then babies and animals would be getting leaky gut like crazy yeah, if but, that were true. Yeah, it, so it supports their gut. So yeah. this is what happens when, when you, coconut oil is antibacterial. So when a baby drinks mother's milk, it helps them build a healthier immune system, right? And the way it does that is it will it'll, um, kill deadly bacteria in the blood, the, the, in, the bo- gut. in the gut, and the, the body will recognize it. Oh, here are fragments of dead bacteria. And they will um, mount a light immune response to it. And it's basically training your immune system to, to um, recognize like deadly pathogens. Okay. And so that's what medium chain fats do. So the reason why there's such a misconception about giving coconut oil to dogs with leaky gut, they're afraid is because yes, it kills um, gram negative gram negative bacteria or bad bacteria in an animal's gut. However, it's, so what happens when it does that is it's called lipo, lipopolysaccharide or LPS. It's an endotoxin. It, it leaks through the gut, whether you have a healthy gut lining or not. But what you have to remember is this LPS are fragments of dead bacteria. So your body recognizes it. They see dead bacteria. They'll mount a small immune response to it, clear it out, and that's it. So that's how you build a healthy immune system. It will not cause a leaky gut and you don't have to be worried. People don't have to be worried about the, um, the LPS because they're just fragments of dead bacteria. So is that clear? Yeah, <laughs> I know it's, it's kind of co- complex, but yeah. I think um, we have a question from Mala or is Mala? It Mala or Mela. Yeah, it says we have two Labradoodles, one 13 year old called Mango, uh, who's 32 pounds, oh, wow. seven yeah. year 
old. He's 75 pounds. Wow, okay. Steve. And then we have 1.5-year-old Frank's 50 pounds. Mango and Frank stretch a lot. We feed steamed veggies and different fishes. My husband gives him a teaspoon of coconut oil with fruit every morning. Oh, good. Can we get your coconut oil in Toronto, Canada? Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, coconut oil, um, there's different varieties, different grades of coconut oil. But um, what thing that's important to note and briefly, just for people that are looking for coconut oil, the best thing to do is when you look at the jar, try to see if there's... Um, and the guaranteed analysis or somewhere in the label, if there's a, a lipid breakdown of the fat, you do want to have coconut oil that is high in lauric acid, caprylic acid, and capric acid. So a lot of the food grade coconut oils may not list this, but yeah. um, it is important to, um, to, to see that because you want to find a coconut oil that's high in lauric acid. Another thing that's important is make sure that the coconut oil is um, in, a glass jar. in a glass jar, which is obvious. Um, it, it should be organic, use USDA certified organic. The NOP certifier should be listed on the jar. We have seen a lot of coconut oils where it has a USDA organic seal, but the NOP certifier is not listed in the jar. So that is extremely questionable. And then if you're, yeah. yeah, if you're very curious, you can actually call that certifier and ask if that brand is actually certified organic. There are so many, um, I don't want to use the word scams, but there are so many scams. Well, well <laughs> just know. like in food, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like, like, like olive oil. I'm sure. Have you ever gone to the olive oil aisle? And they have like lots and lots of bottles. And you don't know what to buy. And then you'll have a, a you know, $1 bottle and you'll have a $15 bottle. And you're like, and you're, oh my goodness. And you're wondering why and what's the difference. But there really is a huge difference. Another thing that people say is you see on the label, it says raw, cold pressed, extra virgin coconut oil. Those are the coconut oil terminology that people look for. But um, first of all, there's no such thing as extra virgin in coconut oil because extra virgin only applies to the olive oil industry. Extra virgin and olive oil industry means that it's first pressed olives. Extra virgin meaning means first pressed. In coconut oil, you can only press coconut once. You can't press it more than once. Virgin and coconut oil means unrefined, not, has nothing to do with pressing. So you want regular virgin coconut oil, meaning unrefined. However, there is no USDA or FDA um, regulations. regulations for the term unrefined, which is extremely unfortunate because coconut oil can be partially refined with hexanes and bleach and still be considered virgin, which according to the manufacturers, which so you, you don't really know 100% what mm -hmm. you're going to get, which is super I sad. Think, I think what we tell people when they're looking for a good bottle of coconut oil is don't be afraid to call the manufacturer. Ask okay. them for their certificate of analysis and say, what, are, what is your medium chain fatty acid a breakdown in your coconut oil? Yeah. Um, how do you process it? You know, and, and country of origin. I don't know if you've seen some bottles of coconut oil. They'll have multiple countries of origin. Which so they'll say the Philippines, Sri Lanka, and Thailand yeah, or, or whatever, India. like yeah. three, which tells you that they're sourcing from different countries and they're probably blending the oil or so it's very hard to trace. It's mm -hmm. super hard to trace where mm -hmm. it's coming from. Yeah. So, like for us, we know exactly down literally from the tree, you know, the farm to the facility because the family, our family owns the farm and facility. Right. Um, so it, it's very tricky, but 
manufacturers should be open to sharing that information. So that's and just- And I, I think another thing that people don't understand, there's so many different kinds of coconut oil. I'm sure you've seen coconut oil in your shampoo, coconut oil for cooking, coconut oil you know, in pharmaceutical mm-hmm. settings. Now, um, for us, just to simplify it further, um, there is food grade coconut oil, which is what you see in the grocery stores. They're healthy, they're good for cooking. There is a um, cosmetic grade coconut oil. And this is the coconut oil they use a lot in shampoos and conditioners and cosmetic coconut oil is usually refined coconut oil. They're, mm-hmm. they're highly refined or they're refined coconut oil. They're mm-hmm. not the coconut oil that you're going to see and eat and put in your food because that is a lot more expensive. And then there is what we call the therapeutic grade coconut oil. And these are the coconut oils that are uh, proven to have high lauric acid levels, high caprolic and capric acid levels. And they are, they are not refined. They have no hexane, no bleach, no solvents. And these are the oils that they use in um, lauric acid pills, for example, or you or you use them in, um, to, as creamy an ingredient for preemie, yeah, preemie baby foods, the medium chain triglycerides. If you look in a premature baby food, those are the medium chain triglycerides that they want mm-hmm. for the um, for those type of nutritional formulas and for nutritional foods. So there is different kinds of coconut mm-hmm. oil to make it even more complicated. Yeah. I mean, I always say when in doubt, contact the manufacturer. Yeah. I, I become one of those people when I'm about ready to buy something. And it's important to me to get a good grade of, say, I don't know, olive oil or whatever, I'll reach out to them and say, you know, what's your certificate of analysis, which they should have, you know, the testings for certain food products, especially if it's food, you know, they should be very transparent about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, that, that's about it. What, yeah. Do you guys have any other questions about coconut oil that perhaps you may have heard? Because I do know some people have a fear of coconut oil because they don't necessarily understand it. Um, Oh, here's another misconception. A lot of people say, well, if you talk about biologically appropriate foods, animals were not meant in the old, you know, back in the wild, they weren't climbing trees and getting coconuts out of the tree. So why are you giving it to their food, adding it to their food? So it's not beneficial for animals. They don't need it. For us, the, what we, the way we look at it is coconut oil supplies the medium chain fats that they originally had when they were babies in the mother's, mother's milk. milk. So the benefits of these medium medium chain fats, they can carry throughout their lives. So that's really important. And in the same way that we add um, fish oil to animals or um, um, green lip mussels to animals, they weren't out there catching fish or, you know, green lip mussels. But what we do is we try to add functional foods to our animals' diets that can mm-hmm. help them, mm-hmm. you know, over the years with, with the, what they need biologically yeah. and for it. And I always issues. look at it as the, the, the best macronutrients you can give your animal. So macronutrients, you have fats, carbs, and proteins, right? So what are the best proteins or carbs or fats you can give your animals? And we do know that coconut oil, because of its very unique um, chemistry profile, is one of the best, most easily to be metabolized fat you can give animals, both healthy and animals who are sick who can't metabolize fat. So in our, for our opinion, coconut oil would be the best fat that you would choose to give for um Mm-hmm. for your dog as a macronutrient because people will say well you know coconut oil as a micronutrient it doesn't supply any particular vitamins or minerals but yeah but we're talking about macronutrients and fat as a macronutrient is actually mm-hmm. um, ex- beneficial mm-hmm. and it goes without saying that you can definitely rotate fats yeah. because some people will say oh can I give fish oil if I give coconut oil and the answer is yes and we all do you know we choose a really good krill oil or or, or um algae oil, for example, because some fish oils are, are questionable. 
but um, we, you can definitely rotate um, your, your oils and give them. And it's oh, variety, I think, is like the spice of life. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that's it. I, you know, if you guys have any other questions, I, we could go on and on about this. So we won't <laughs> We're gonna stop. We just wanted to hit the main pain points that people have about um, coconut oil, the, big, the biggest misconceptions. Oh, thank you, ladies. Um, one thing I have to say, I, I live in Singapore and I actually, like years ago, um, I had to get their oil all the way from the US and ship it over. Um, you know, uh, my friends would help me ship it over as a care package. And I was struck by the quality of their coconut oil compared to what I would get, say, off the shelf in a supermarket in Singapore. And mind you, Singapore is in Southeast Asia. Like, you know, we're like surrounded by coconuts. And, you know, and what they said is very true because when I tasted their coconut oil versus what I normally buy off the shelf here, it was way different. I mean, their, their oil is so tasty. I mean, like you can literally use this as a dip, you know, and my dogs, my cats, they love it. They absolutely love it. And they, they have like um, a product called with MCT oil itself, which is uber amazing. I mean, like I've used it even like for wounds and, and cleaning. It's not just like for ingesting, but um, it's, it's really wonderful what what their oil because it's they have such a high standard and they take such pride and they love their animals so fiercely you know mm -hmm. that they make sure that the quality of their oils are like better than what you get you know like normally they will go way beyond and they have these amazing treats like seriously <laughs> for cats and dogs and i mean like i have to fight with my dog for with the coconut chips okay when i open them suddenly my dog will appear out of nowhere she'll just like <laughs> pop her head between my legs and she'll sort of look at me like doughy eye hello could, could i have some please you know so i'll be like okay one for you one for i know it's actually for them but i actually really really like it and i sprinkle it on 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 my own food as well and i i just eat it as a snack but yeah. um if you have the opportunity um, to find a retailer in your area, um, I highly recommend you know trying out their oils um, because how my sick animals have responded to their coconut oil is like so different from the regular coconut oils that I can get from the supermarket, and I and I it blew my mind. And that's why I was so interested in, in interviewing them, um, I think over a year ago, because it's, it's like the quality is so different. And, you know, um, talking to them, ladies, I mean, like, because you're on the camera, maybe you can explain who is who, because you guys are twin sisters. <laughs> I'm Carissa and I'm Carmina. So um, if you guys have questions, do you feel free to email us? Mm. Um, we're very accessible and we answer everybody's emails, believe it or not, that yeah. we get. And we get a lot of emails. So and mm -hmm. we are very happy to answer all of them. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just want to thank um, everyone for coming today and, you know, for the ladies for 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 making their time. Um, is there anything else that's normally commonly asked about coconut oil or like like besides the misconceptions that you guys have? They'll say, do they need to refrigerate it? 
Mm. And the answer is no. It's a very stable fat. Again, because it's most saturated fats are more stable than unsaturated fats. And because of that, uh, coconut oil doesn't tend to go rancid. So one question we always get is, do I need to refrigerate it? The answer is no. In the Philippines, it's a tropical country. It's always on the kitchen shelf and it's melted all the time. They, they hardly see it white over there, like white solid. So it's so stable. And by the way, we test our oils. We have a lot number underneath our bottles and we test it for rancidity. We can trace every lot number back five years in case wow. there's a problem. And we have a very strong oil because of um, it, it's highly saturated. It's very low moisture, very low water. So yeah, you don't have to refrigerate it. Very stable. Yeah. 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 So, so that's, that's all really the, the other question we get. <laughs> Oh, well, ladies, um, honestly, from the bottom of my heart, it's so wonderful to see the two of you, you know, I, good to see I, you. I, I, you know, I, I have always admired your work ethics, you know, and the love for the animals that you have, because, you know, it's, it's like not many, um, the pet food industry, especially with pet supplements and all that is, it's such a, lucrative market you know mm -hmm. and parents pet parents really love their pets so they would just always think that oh um i need to buy the best but they don't know what actually means the best because sometimes it's not it's not just the pricing but it's also the sourcing and then you talked about the labeling and the quality mm -hmm. and one thing that i love about coco therapy if you follow them on instagram on facebook or their website especially um, they actually also get interviewed by a lot of our favorite holistic vets as well in, in the U.S. Um, because um, talk to any um, holistic vet like worth their salt, they would know cocoa therapy. You know, they would have used cocoa therapy. And if they haven't, you should introduce your vet to cocoa therapy because um, it like honestly, it's a game changer. Because once I used it for my animals, it's like it's very hard for me to go back to the regular ones. And in fact, I actually use their coconut oil when I do get the supply um, for myself. I'm very thankful. It's really interesting, you know, when I did the interview with you like that time, um, I didn't have any Singapore retailer at that time. And mm. it seems like now we have someone bringing in coconut th uh, cocoa therapy to Singapore. Oh, we're yes. so happy Thank to hear you. that. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I'm pretty sure you had a lot to do with that. Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. So Thank you. It, it, it's like a beautiful, beautiful um, oil they use. Like, honestly, um, to me, it's like the golden nectar for coconut oil. And they, mm -hmm. if you ever have a question, really, honestly, just email them. They are lovely, yeah. lovely ladies. They will answer anything and they'll do their best to, to help you. Okay, so um, I've taken up quite a bit of your time today. So if there's no other questions right now, um, please remember you can always email them directly. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thanks everybody. Thanks for time with us. All yes. Right. Thank you. Bye. 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 Take care, everybody. Wow. I'm so thankful and grateful that you took the time to listen to this podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could subscribe, download, rate, review, and share this with others whom you care about that may enjoy it as well. Thank you, and remember to be kind to yourself and others. Have a awesome day, everyone.